Welcome to a day of prayer. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Together, let's engage in relationship with Christ through prayer, faith, and His Word. Good morning. You're listening to a day of prayers morning Bible study. My name is Layla, and we're so glad that you could join us. Before we get into the word, let's take a moment and pray. God, we thank you for today, and we thank you for your loving kindness, Lord, and your tender mercies, Lord. We thank you that you're our Father, and we can be your sons and daughters. We ask that you'll continue to minister to us, Lord, that you'll show us things to come, Lord, and impart your infinite wisdom to us, God. That way we're able to complete the task that you have for each and every one of us. In the name of Jesus, amen. 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 Well, good morning and welcome, everyone. I love getting into the Word with each and every one of you, as there's mm-hmm. so much that the Lord wants to share and with all of His people. So this morning we are continuing our, I'll say, discussion and conversation, our study in Hebrews chapter 3, covering verses 7 through 15. So if you're joining us, whether it's for the first time or you're rejoining us, I just want to encourage you to take this opportunity to pause the episode and read that section of scripture to make things easier to follow along in the discussion. Amen? Amen. 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 All right. And we normally open up the floor to to everyone, right? I do want to hear what everyone, what the Holy Spirit is saying and ministering to everyone. Uh, We're going to start with Layla because she clearly had something uh, carried over from the last episode or that she wanted to carry over from the last episode. So, We're going to begin with you there, Layla. Thank you. All right, let's hear. So what I wanted to share the last episode, I gave the preview talking about why Moses, or not Moses, I'm sorry, Paul said to encourage each other. And actually it was the Lord while it was still called today. And how mom and dad, you tell us um, frequently that tomorrow isn't guaranteed. And I just want to look at an example of the Charles that you brought up in the last episode about um, the children of Israel, and they were supposed to be going to take the land of Canaan. So if I can get you to read the first two verses of chapter 13, the first five verses of chapter 14, and then skip to chapter 15 and read 39 through 44. <laughs> I'll be most <laughs> willing to read all Please, that. Please, can you call out those verses as you get to them yes. so that I can stay, stay with you guys? Yes. All right. This is Numbers 13, 1 through 2. And the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Send men to spout the land of Canaan, which I, which I am giving to the children of Israel. From each tribe of their fathers you shall send a man, every one a leader among them. This is chapter 14, verses 1 through 5. So all the congregation lifted up their voices and cried, and the people wept that night. And all the children of Israel complained against Moses and Aaron, and the whole congregation said to them, If only we had died in the land of Egypt, For if only we had died in this wilderness, or if only we had died in this wilderness. Why has the Lord brought us up to this land to fall by the sword, that our wives and children should become victims? Would it not be better for us to return to Egypt? So they said to one another, Let us select a leader and return to Egypt. Then Moses and Aaron fell on their faces before all the assembly of the congregation of the children of Israel. And then skipping to chapter 15, verses 39 through 45. 
Then Moses told these words to all the children of Israel, and the people mourned greatly. And they rose early in the morning and went up to the top of the mountain, saying, Here we are, and we will go up to the place which the Lord has promised, for we have sinned. And Moses said, Now why do you transgress the command of the Lord? For this will not succeed. Do not go up, lest ye be defeated by your enemies, for the Lord is not among you. For the Amalekites and the Canaanites are there before you, and ye shall fall by the sword. Because ye have turned away from the Lord, the Lord will not be with you. But they presumed to go up to the mountaintop. Nevertheless, neither the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord nor Moses departed from the camp. The Amal- then the Amalekites and the Canaanites who dwelt in that mountain came down and drove, came down and attacked them and drove them back as far as Horma. <laughs> All right, Layla. thank you, Lee Charles. You're welcome. But before we skip to the next section and I have you read it, I want to explain a few things. So, as we read in the beginning of chapter thirteen. The Lord told Moses to send the children of Israel to spy out the land. Now, in between there, we saw Hmm. that 12 spies came back. 10 had an evil report and said, we can't take the land because the people are too big and we're grasshoppers in our own sight. And then we had the two, Joshua and Caleb, that was like, no, the land is flowing with milk and honey. They look at how large these grapes are. This is me paraphrasing. We had to carry them between two grown men. Let's go and take the land. And then the whole congregation, as we see in the beginning of chapter 14, started to cry and didn't go and take the land. And then later they thought, we're going to do it now. Now that we're ready or we're going to make the Lord fit on our schedule. Now we're going to go and try to take the land. And they were driven out by the Amalekites and slain by the sword. So there's two things that went on there. One, the unbelief, they did not go when the Lord said today, when he told them to go and take the land. And then second, when Moses told them, don't, why do you transgress the command of the Lord? This will not succeed. He told them not to go. They insisted on their own way. So then they had trouble and they fell in the wilderness when the Lord purposed and intended to preserve them. So, and it wasn't the Lord's fault that they fell. We also have to recognize that and continue to hold that perspective correctly. It, the Lord did not kill the children of Israel when they went up to the mountain. They're sinned because they insisted on departing from the word of the Lord that this calamity befell them. And be, so that, as you said, Dad, in the last episode, when the Lord says, now is the time, he really means what he says. He's not being facetious and he's not saying five minutes from now is an okay time or five days from now is an all right time. It's about the same thing. Now is the time that means in that moment, in that instant, you need to be engaged in following closely what the Lord has said to you and actually execute. Don't delay. And who are the ones that didn't make it? All the ones that presumed that they were going to go up to the mountaintop. It says in verse 37 of chapter 14. Those very men who brought the evil report about the land died by the plague of the Lord, or died of the plague before the Lord, right? Mm-hmm. Not So let's understand that, because it's not the people that were just passers-by that got punished. It's the people that had a direct, winning, willful, Right, full full knowledge looked the Lord right in the face, and chose to do the opposite. The ones that did evil or wickedness in the sight of the Lord. 
to his face. Okay? Yes, Dad. That were directly involved. Those were the ones that were dealt with. And even that, as as Layla said, it wasn't God who punished them. And even the word punish, they received the fruit of their mouth. Exactly. They the, received the reward that was due those actions. That's mm-hmm. what they heaped up for themselves. God didn't do was, that because why did he bring them out in the beginning? Exactly. Because he meant to deliver them. It was them who said, no, you're wrong. You're evil. They accused God and said, this is going to be our outcome. They spoke those mm-hmm. words. And the power of life and death is in whose tongue? The individuals. That's right. Okay. I can't decree that into someone else's life. Now they the re- release it themselves. The rest received a warning. And they, and they were told, don't go do this, right? In verse 42 and 3. Don't go do this because the Lord is not with you in this. And verse 44 says, but they presumed. Exactly. They assumed so that they it would insisted. be the same thing. So they insisted mm-hmm. and said, we can still have the outcome anyway. And attempted to get it for themselves. So understand those things as well. That's why we said in a previous episode, your faith must be in the Lord only. Mm-hmm. Yes, Dan? So, but please continue. Now, my dear brother LeCharles, could you read uh, Luke 12, verses 13 through 21? With pleasure. Then one from the crowd said to him, Teacher, tell my brother to divide the inheritance with me. But he said to him, Man, who made me a judge and arbitrator over you? And he said to them, Take heed and beware of covetousness, for one's life does not consist in the abundance of the things he possesses. Then he spoke a parable to them, saying, The ground of a certain rich man yielded plentifully. And he thought within himself, saying, What shall I do, since I have no room to store my crops? So he said, I will do this. I'll pull down my barns and build greater. And there I'll store all my crops and my goods. And I'll say to my soul, Soul, you have many goods laid up for many years. Take your ease, eat, drink, and be merry. But God said to him, Fool, this night your soul will be required of you. Then whose will all these things be which you have provided? So is he who lays up treasure for himself and is not rich towards God. Okay, so back to what Paul was saying in Hebrews about encouraging to choose the Lord today. This this example, this parable, this rich man had the opportunity to turn to the Lord and to make a different decision to actually make God his God and not riches, which is what he had with the crops and the barns. He had an idol. And LeCharles, you also brought this up in the previous episode about the children of Israel telling Aaron to make them a golden calf to be their God that brought them out of Egypt because they chose not to choose the Lord that day in that moment and continue in that choice forever they perish and so did this uh rich unwise person here in this parable because he chose not to submit to the Lord and chose not to follow him what what and why am I saying this because today especially in our culture if you look at the things that are going on in politics it's very easy to go well lord you're not moving the way i thought you would you're not doing what i imagined you would do like the children of israel and we don't move when he tells us to and then we presume we're going to go up and take that mountain when our opportunity was to do when he told us when he said now go out and conquer go out and do this so it's important that we, we remain in step and in season with the lord because 
for everything under heaven, there is a time and that time is important. So when we miss it, there's not a guarantee that we can hit that rewind button and try it again. So we have to be, as you said, mom, in the last episode, be active in our faith at that moment. Not I'll get it together in five minutes, though, because I'm doing what I want to over here. Well, let's also understand that in the example that you brought up, right? Even with the golden calf, it's the same thing you see with uh, Balaam. All right, and Balak, right? The the people, the children of Israel, chose to put their faith in another god, another idol, but not just put their faith in. They aligned themselves. They came out of the divine order and alignment of the Lord and placed their, their faith, their trust, and their hope, their future into another god, aligning themselves with that thing or that idol, but then still wanting to have the blessings and benefits that come with your faith being placed in the Lord. And you cannot have both. Mm -hmm. And here's the deceitfulness of sin that I think many people who would call on the name or who do belong to the Lord in some way, shape or form um, fall prey to, or they know who God is. But then they go, I'll have time to get it together. I'll get it right next time. And we are to be in the season and in the moment with God. Faith that is active and readily believing God at the moment he speaks. Not going, I'll have time to get it, get it, get it together later. Because these people fully knew who God was. They full, they, I mean, like how many, God showed them every sign and wonder that you could think of. All but... And yet they said a, a piece of gold that had done nothing but ride in their ears that God, the true and living God gave them. they went to another man and told him to make. Right. So this, this inanimate thing had done nothing for them. So they knew it wasn't real. They knew who God was. And, and in a sense, they were toying with the Lord and going, I know who you are. I know you. I'll get it. I'll get it together later. I'll believe you next time. All right. All right. Shh. Next time. And the assumption that they'll have time to come back and do it again. They'll have another chance because God is merciful and he'll forgive them another chance to come back and do it again. God is merciful and he does forgive them. However, God is not mocked. No, the, the the penalty of sin comes to capture them. Just like what he, in the the parable we read in Luke, you didn't realize tonight your life was going to be required of you. And the Lord can go fool. We, we don't do that. We can't do that. But, he did. He has the right to call someone a fool because it's his creation. And said, you didn't realize that today was your day to get it together. The stirring that you had in you was not to go and draw near to stuff and things. It was to come and repent to the father and take a hold of him right now. Because now is the time that you have laid out for yourself. The penalty of sin is death for everyone. Whomever. Right? Yes. yes Regardless if you think it's time, you think it or not, you want it, you don't hope it happens. It, it, it does not matter. The penalty of sin is death. So don't make that mistake. Don't be deceived by sin. Right? That was the same thing that the adversary did to the, the woman in the Garden of Eden. It's not going to really be death. I mean, like, nah, come on. <laughs> You'll get another chance with God. Isn't he kind and merciful while well, he's the devil's rubbing his hands together? Put it off for another moment. You'll get another chance. 
knowing that the measure of sin has already been filled up in that individual's life, right? And there's some things that there's one shot. So let us not toy with God or play with him and thinking that we are doing him a favor by committing our lives to him and see it for what it really is and not be deceived by sin because that's its very purpose is to steal, kill, and destroy. And it gains access through deception to be able to access the life of the human by deceiving them. Let us go, hmm, be sober-minded. Hold up. The moment you're talking to me, Lord, is the moment I need to believe and engage with you. Yes, mommy. And then one other thing that I wanted to mention for Paul, he said, exhort one another, which means we're holding each other accountable to first, of course, we have to hold ourselves accountable. And when our obedience is fulfilled, then we look out for our brothers and sisters and hold them accountable as well. That's what another thing that the children of Israel lacked. They didn't hold each other to the standard that God had set. They went along with what the the popular people were doing of the day, what the majority said, and they perished with them as a result. Well, think of it like this. It's more so reminding them because as a brother and sister, you can fight them. You can, you can snatch them by the hair. You can give them the Nehemiah treatment, but it'll never, never change anyone's heart. And so the moment you let go of that tuft of hair, the moment you turn your back, they're going to be right back in sin, which is what the Lord says. They always go astray in their hearts. So yeah, I can, you know, when you say hold them accountable, there's some penalty associated with it. There's a threat on the other side of it, but it's reminding them, remember who you are, Mm -hmm. reminding them to stir up their love for God on the inside of themselves, because I can't stir it up for you. I can, I can, um, shame you into things, maybe even guilt you. I can physically, um, press you into things, but I can't change your heart. Never can, never will. You can beat someone. I mean, to, to oblivion. But all that is coercion and manipulation. And that's the furthest thing that the Lord is looking for. Oh, he wants a willing heart. That's it. So what he's saying here is um, to remind each other, not to put them at the tip of a spear and go, if you don't serve the Lord, I'm going to run you through. I'm going to commit a sin myself to make sure you don't sin. Ah. Right? Because when you read later on, it tells us to restore such a one in the spirit of gentleness and gently mm-hmm. correct. So it means remind them, encourage them, and um, help them if you can, but encourage them and remind them to serve the Lord and how much God loves them. But we all know how stubborn humanity can be. Uh Layla, were you still speaking? No. Well, I'll I'll give a preview like he did, Lila. And I'll, I would like to talk about how we see here inside of verse 12 where it says, Beware, brethren, lest there be any of you um, an evil heart of unbelief and departing from the living God. That goes back to something that you touched upon briefly, Mommy, that you're saying that this was not just something that came about in the moment. They weren't thinking, oh, man, I just want a gold cap to stand around and I want to look at that. It was something that they had been meditating and dwelling on sure long that. beforehand. Mm-hmm. And, Waiting on the moment to enact it. Yes. Mm-hmm. And even in the exa- um, example of Balaam, we see that there were some people who didn't fall into that sin. Mm-hmm. The sin. If, actually, if you study that out, it was a relatively minimal amount of them compared to three million. It wasn't all three million were doing it. It was a select group of them. But... What was the problem and the reason that Balaam was held accountable? Yes, he gave them the opportunity to do what they already wanted. They were making gods beforehand. The gold cast came before Balaam. They already knew how to do all this stuff. Right. But 
Balaam did the exact same thing that Satan, the adversary, did in the garden. He dangled it before their face, or he taught Balak how to dangle it before their face. And to sabotage them. Exactly. So the Lord, yes. the Lord is not a, a God who f- is subject to technicalities. Mm-hmm. So while technically, yeah, they engaged in sin because it was their own desire, and they had a, a full-on 100% choice about it. Yes, and yet he still holds the one who says, I'm going to put a stumbling block in front of you accountable mm, because that's a amen. wicked heart to desire to cause your brother or another human being to stumble and to um, be an assistant in their destruction because that means you're working for your father, the devil. And remember, God is separating into two kingdoms. Either you're on God's side and in God's kingdom or you're in the devil's and he does not fall for masquerades of how you think you're going to guise it. Well, Lord, technically, how many, that doesn't even work in the natural in this household. Right. You come with a technicality. <laughs> Please, let alone to the true and living God who discerns the, the thoughts and intents of the heart. Mm-hmm. He knows when wickedness is in the heart and what the intention of every action is. So you cannot fool him. No one can fool him. Not that you're trying to, Lord Charles. Um, the Lord is already already good and already God on that. Mm. Um, but no one can deceive him or fool him and go, well, technically, Lord, they didn't have to take this sin. Uh, yeah, it didn't work for the devil and it's not going to work for anybody else. Yes. So let's understand that in full. And thank you for that preview, sir. We'll, we'll let you kick it off on the next one. All right? Yes, Dan. But can I get a volunteer to close out in prayer, please? I will. Or I promise. Well, Lord, I just thank you for being God, Lord, and just allowing us to be your children, Lord, and showing us as a father, Lord, how we inherit with you, God. And God, I also just thank you for giving us Jesus Christ as our parent and example, Lord. And that we can learn from him, Lord, and the examples that you've put throughout the Bible, Lord. In the name of Jesus, amen. In Jesus' name, amen. And amen. Well, we love you. God bless you. Have a wonderful day. Want to know more about a day of prayer? Sign up for our newsletter where you'll get the latest updates on the ministry inspiring messages and coupon codes for the merch shop visit our website adayofprayer.org click on connect in the menu bar and complete the form be sure to check the box that says subscribe thank you for listening to a day of prayer we trust the lord that you are strengthened and encouraged in your relationship with christ Visit us on our website, adayofprayer.org, where you can check out our blog, find additional study resources, or shop the official A Day of Prayer store. Remember, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. So until next time, take care and God bless you.